Good afternoon, everybody. My pleasure to be with you. This is Dr. Catherine Athens. And wow, we have some times here. We have some times where we are asked to have personal responsibility to begin to understand how we are put together and why and to look at our own um, inner values and how did we get those values and to question, question, question. I know that when I was growing up, there was a motto, question authority. There was also one, throw out your TV, which is something I've been telling my patients, clients, uh, just to calm down about this virus and to follow the guidelines and to go out, to go out to the beach, to go out to be with yourself when you need to go out and to understand what's going on. First of all, we still don't have any definitive research on this virus. Not one completed double-blind scientific study has been done. So everyone is guessing. And what happens is virus mutate. And this thing is mutating. Now, there are some people who say it will mutate itself out of existence, and we hope so. And then other people saying other things. But understand that people are just talking, and it's not reality. So the important thing is to come back to yourself and to look at what is your reality. We've had marches all over the world for Black Lives Matter and police brutality. Police have been militarized, and that has happened very slowly without us really understanding or even paying any attention. But understand that half our budget 45 plus percent of the federal budget goes to military. And we have all these gizmos and gadgets. And wow, why don't we give them to the police? You know, in the, the olden days, police used to walk down the street and everyone knew their police officer. Police had a beat, police had an area. You went to the police if you had a problem. They would try to help. They didn't pull out their gun. They didn't say nasty things. They didn't incite anything. And then in the last 40 years, we haven't been watching at all. And unfortunately, most police officers don't get the training they need. And most police departments don't evaluate police officers enough. I did a lot of work for the San Jose, California Police Department years ago where we would give a battery of psychological tests and we would evaluate them. And if an officer to be was not stable or showed some kind of anger issues, they could not be a police officer. I don't believe that that's done anymore. And I certainly don't believe that other police departments did that kind of uh, wonderful, all-encompassing battery. So we have an issue there. But we have an issue with ourselves 
because when this started, and I think last time I spoke to you, when this started, I was shocked at how much hatred I saw coming out of people. I thought that people were calm and somewhat kind and loving. And then one morning, I think it was on Sunday morning CBS, there was a scientist from either UCLA or Stanford who's written a book, and he said, over the last 30 years, we have become meaner. We have become less empathetic, less compassionate. Well, what's happened over the last 30 years? We've had the invention of devices, and we have been being exposed to a lot more electromagnetic fields. Now, we've been exposed Uh, The children now, especially the children that are home now, the age of two or three are being exposed to devices that are very harmful to the development of the brain. And these devices take the place in the brain of empathy, compassion, and language. However, since it's a multi-trillion dollar business, it's not like we're going to stop this overnight. When I see someone putting a device in front of their child, I usually am a smart aleck. I would use the other word. Uh, And I say, do you have a large trust fund? Because this child's brain will not develop properly and possibly not develop to full growth. Why don't you get some manipulatives, some good old puzzle pieces, crayons, dot-to-dot books, Uh, different things, puzzle books, uh, different games you can play with your child and play. And what I hear from the parents is, oh, it's so hard. Oh, I don't have time. I believe them. And we need to make it less hard for people. We need to bring community back to raising children. We need to have many people supporting many children and not just one person anymore. In, again, previous times, the aunties, the grandmas, uncles, they all lived either in the same house or in the same neighborhood. And the child would be supported by one or another or another older person. It didn't always have to be the mother, and it didn't always have to be the father. So this issue is showing that, wait a moment, we don't have the kind of love and compassion in our hearts, and so we're going to have to stop and really think about what is loving and what is compassionate. And how is it we're learning about these things? So this is a huge issue in our time. And we have these amazing demonstrations for Black Lives Matter. And I certainly have had people who've been attempted murder by the police. So I understand how things can get out of hand. But I think we all have to stop and say all lives matter. 
people matter. We have to give everyone equal access to the capital they need to live a life, to the kinds of foods that are nutritious to live a good life, to the kinds of education that are necessary to live a good life and not deprive people because they live in a particular uh, zip code or area code of books or good teachers or good foods or after-school programs or tutoring or um, wonderful opportunity to have music and art, music and art and philosophy and history and literature are the humanities. And unfortunately, we have allowed powers that be to take the humanities slowly out of school. But these are the things that help us develop compassion and empathy. When you read about someone who lived 300 years ago and they had the troubles that you have, you can go, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not odd. Look at the troubles they had. And then you can read about how did they handle those? What did they do about them? Uh, we do not have that capability in our school system any longer. We've allowed kids and ignorant teachers to create stories that really don't have the kind of human meaning that the old literature stories have. We've allowed ourselves to be lured out of writing poetry, painting with colors, and having, a, what was it called? The auto harp in grammar school. The music teacher used to come with the auto harp, and we would sing old shanty tales or songs from early United States that were popular, and then we'd learn about what was going on to write that song. We need to come back to our humanity and treat all humans and then all life forms with love and respect. And that is something that will take some time for us to learn and in that process, we need to make finances available to everyone to develop themselves, to develop small business, to be entrepreneurs, uh, where people don't have to work three jobs or four jobs to make ends meet and leave their children alone, where people can work one job and come home early and be with their children and explore and dig a hole in the backyard or lay down on the grass and look at all the bugs that are right underneath supporting life. These moments of wonder and teaching need to be brought back in our society so that we have more time to dream, to think, to know ourselves, how many of you can say, I really know what's in my heart? 
So let me take a drink of water here. Let's do a little heart exercise. So grab your water, get into a place where you can be comfortable, either sitting on a couch or chair or laying down, sitting in a meditation stool, just where you can be comfortable, putting your back against the wall. And I invite you to close your eyes or at least allow your eyes to come low. And I invite you now to listen to your breath and to feel your breath. Take a moment to do that. As you're listening to your breath, you begin to feel your body. Maybe there's an ache or pain you didn't notice before. So if there is, I invite you to breathe into that pain and breathe out from that pain. And see what happens. Again, breathe in and breathe out. And as you are still now, I invite you to take your left or your right hand, place it on top of your heart in the middle of your chest, and just ask your heart, heart, show me what's inside of you. Is there pain? Is there sadness? Are you mad about something? Are you feeling scared? Just take this moment to know what are you feeling? So many times people react with rage and violence because they get triggered we have a society that is full of PTSD, lots of trauma, early trauma, lots of upbringing where you, where you will not, were not adored because you were alive, because you were human, that you were not seen as a gift, and that you had to earn acknowledgement. And then when you had to earn acknowledgement, there was the opposite side of walking on eggshells where you might earn punishment. And maybe you didn't quite know the difference. I have clients in my practice, they never knew whether their father was going to slug them or praise them or ask them to do something. Think about that. I think a lot of people have had that upbringing and that creates inner anger. Sometimes it's unconscious, but let's make unconscious conscious. This is our goal in life. If we could make all of our unconscious conscious, wow, what an amazing person we would be. Wow, how powerful we would be 
because always being present, always being able to make a choice, never just reacting. I'm sure those police officers didn't intend to kill any of those people, but they got triggered and their unconscious came into control and they had rage and they took out the rage on someone who was their victim. And this is not okay. This is wrong. This is something that we have to address as a society, but not just in the police force, but in everyday society where somebody will be angry and start attacking someone else instead of calming down and going, wow, I'm really angry. Hmm, maybe I better look at where that came from. And if you put your hand on your heart and if you go, you know, there's some anger in there. I invite you to go deeper now. Take a deep breath. Let's inhale and exhale. Go deeper because underneath all anger is fear. And fear is at the root of violence. Now, of course, we're Americans. You know, we're here in California. We're in the Wild West. Woohoo! Like those poor people in Arizona who were going out, going to the bars, and uh oh, they have more virus. Or the people who are down in Florida, you know, South Beach is great because it's fun and the music is great and they have more virus. Unfortunately, it's a very um, contractable thing that's going on. So be safe, but be with yourself and don't be afraid. Have knowledge. Read scientific uh, instruments. Look at what the CDC says. Even the CDC contradicts itself almost daily because they don't know. But be wise and be wise with yourself. If you have some fear, any fear, the opposite of fear is faith. And fear is faith that hasn't been used yet. So we're going to give you a deep breath again, nice deep breath. And just go down and face that fear, whatever it is, and acknowledge it. And ask it how it came to be with you. And listen, fear, how did you come to be with me? Huh. And then ask yourself, do I need fear to be with me now? And you could say, yes, I still need it. I had a client years ago who told me she still needed it. And who was I to take her fear away? I said, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. And then other people, oh, what a relief. Fear, you can go to someone who needs you. I don't need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. I am willing to be present and accounted for no matter what. I'm willing to let go of my judgment of myself and everybody else, everybody else. And I'm willing to face people 
for the first time every time, being present. You know, the word present means a gift. It is a gift to be able to be present. Facing your fear, facing your rage, facing your anger without judgment immediately reduces the charge. As you breathe into it, the fear, breathe out from it, it starts to go away. And then I would like you to say the words, I am worthy. I am worthy. Those words seem to be at the bottom of all of our issues here. Because I have people who tell me, no, I'm not worthy because my mom told me I was a blah. My dad would always hit me in the head if I said blah or on and on and on and on. But the truth is that the universe and the universal mentality and understanding is inside of you. And I say this oftentimes in these podcasts that in Greek, the word perfect means already complete. You have inside of you an already complete, multiple, infinite tool chest to receive anything you wish and to give anything you wish. Now think about that. You know how Amazon isn't really in a building, although it is, or how they advertised. It's it's somewhere in the cloud. Well, you're not in the cloud, but within you is infinite space, and you have an infinite tool chest, an infinite library, an infinite wellspring of resources. Ask. Be quiet. Be away from people. Good time. Sit under a tree, lay down in the grass, and just be, follow your breath. Come into your heart, follow your heart. Your heart has intelligence, and as I've said previously, in your heart are the portals to other dimensions of love. The truth is that truth is love and love is truth. The truth is that you are made of love and love is made of the universe and the universe is made of love. When you start with that, you open up your heart, your mind, your being to receive. Thank you. May I please have blah. Thank you. You be open. When we don't, we're closed. And we can ask, but we're already closed. Have you ever been to a friend's house and you're knocking and knocking, but nobody comes to the door and you've brought them this beautiful gift and they can't have it because the door's closed. They're not home. How many of us are like that? We're not home. The door's closed and we're not going to receive it. And how many of us get upset about it when if we just stopped 
laid down, sat down, closed your eyes, started breathing, becoming aware of yourself, and begin to open your heart by putting your hand there. Know what's in your heart. If you need it, keep it. If you don't, say thank you. You may go on to someone else. So these are really good tools in the meditation for you, for for this virus, because the virus isn't going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately. And we're going to have to spend more time being more conscious. That doesn't mean our life is going to be less rich. It actually means you have an opportunity to make it more rich. You have an opportunity to remember what the dreams of your heart were, to remember that within you, you have an unlimited tool chest. I like that image because I like going into the garage and opening up the tool chest and looking at all these tools and going, wow. Or when I go to a hardware store, I go, wow, this place is really dangerous because I want one of each or maybe two of each. It's so exciting to try and see, look at all the tools. All those tools are within you. The key is to ask, and then the key is to say thank you. Ask, say thank you. If we would do that, we would not have time for hate or time for bigotry or time for separation, we would begin to feel our oneness with everything. And when we feel that, we begin to feel what the Eastern gurus talk about as nirvana, samadhi. I know that just talking to you about it, my whole body has come alive in a very peaceful manner. And it's as if I'm part of the room now. It's as if I'm part of Michelle here. It's as if I'm part. It's amazing. And you know what else happens? You become more peaceful and quiet. And when that happens you become more calm and feel capable and feel enthusiastic and wow, I can do all this stuff. And you can. You can do anything that is in your heart to do. Ask for help and then open your front door, open your windows, open your side doors, say, okay, I'm ready to receive. And then listen. These are the keys for this time period and for all the rest of our time period so that we can become more conscious. We can realize that dividing people is ignorant, is wrong, it's not in nature. When the astronauts leave the earth and they look back at the earth if you've seen earth pictures 
there are no country divisions, county divisions, city divisions. There are no divisions. Making available the fruits of the earth to everyone so everyone can be the creative genius they are. Please practice, practice, open, receive, and I give you my greatest joy and love. And this is Dr. Catherine Athens. Please, if you need me, uh, email me, PhD at yahoo.com, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-A-T-H-A-N-S-P-H-D, all one word, at yahoo. Call me, 650-948-1796. As we open, hopefully, I'll be able to see you at New Life Expo, New Living Expo, be able to see you and greet you. And if we are open and you're there, come by and say hello. And let's share. So... Again, all my love, the love of the universe is with you now and always. And please ask. Have an amazing day, amazing week, amazing month, amazing life. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.